through what he brings. And Lord, may, may we just know your, your presence in the midst of us. Know that this is of you, this is from you, and this is, this is for us, Lord God. Amen. 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 Thank you, mate. Thank you, Sean. It's uh, lovely to be back from our holiday, uh, if you can call moving house a holiday. Um, uh, but we have virtually all the boxes unpacked, so we're doing really, really well. All we did is we just cleared the lounge and we got every box and just tipped it upside down in the lounge and you know, down got this mountain in the middle of the lounge floor. We haven't really. <laughs> Look a shock on some people's faces. We didn't really do that. <laughs> Not yet. Um, <laughs> Could I just say, actually, uh, thank you for the cards we've received, uh, the gifts we've received, the presents we've received, and the welcome we've received. It's been uh, absolutely wonderful and uh, so appreciated, each one of those cards and the sentiments expressed in them. And we, just on behalf of the family, we want to say uh, thank you so much. Um, we, we do really, really appreciate the wonderful welcome we've received. Uh, and also, just while I think about it, sorry, a really quick advert. If anybody wants a metal four-drawer filing cabinet, I need to shift one quite quickly. So if you want a metal four-drawer filing cabinet, see me afterwards, please. Uh, after the prayer, of course. Um, right. Uh, this week, we're on our final week uh, of exploring membership. We said we'd take a seven-week uh, exploration into looking at what is membership, what do we believe about membership, what's behind membership, a whole load of different things. I hope most of us, if we haven't been able to be here to uh, participate in those meetings, has been, have been able to listen to them online. I believe there was a delay on getting last week's online, but it's hopefully going to be online in the next... It's there now, um, which is great. Uh, so if you weren't around last week, you can catch up. Uh, John... Uh, Barrett preached last week. I hear he did a cracking job. Well done, John. Wherever you are, I can't see you. Ah, there you are. Well done. That was great. And uh, uh, so all, all six parts now are available online. If you haven't listened to them, if you're thinking about membership of this church and what it means to be part of this church in that sense of membership, um, I would want to encourage you, please, if you've missed a week or two, go and listen to them. Um, the aim for this morning is to try and draw all of those threads now together. This is a bit of a sort of a summary concluding uh, uh, type preach, uh, uh, really trying to draw those threads together uh, and talk about what's it next steps, what's it really mean. Before we do that, though, I just want to read uh, from uh, Acts chapter 2. I don't know about you, how often you read the book of Acts. For me, I love reading the book of Acts. It's a wonderful book which just talks about what the early church was like. And it paints such a powerful picture, a vibrant picture of church life in all sorts of ways. And you know, it starts, uh, as, as you may well know, it's uh, written by Luke and uh, written to his good friend Theophilus. And uh, it's really a book just telling the story of the early church as the church emerges um, in in uh, chapter 1, you've got an introduction. Chapter 2, you then move into the Holy Spirit falling at Pentecost. And what's probably the closest thing to revival being described in the New Testament with thousands of people getting saved and brought into the kingdom of God. And then beyond that, you have uh, missionary journeys uh, starting. You see Paul getting saved or Saul getting saved and becoming Paul, the Apostle Paul. 
and all sorts of other things going on. And uh, in Acts chapter 2, you have this little uh, section just called the Fellowship of the Believers in my Bible uh, from verse 42 to 47, where it just sort of gives a, paints a very brief picture, a cameo really, of something of the life of the church in these early days. And I just want to read it to you, uh, not because actually I'm going to preach from it as such, but because I believe it paints a picture of the sort of church I'm praying we're going to be, that we are and will increasingly be. So Acts 2.42, if you've got your Bible with you, and we're just going to read from verse 42 to the end of the chapter at verse 47. Uh, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to anyone as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I'm just going to pray these verses back to us now, if that's okay. Because I I think I'd like to encourage you, uh, if you can join with me in praying these verses back to God, saying, Father, would you do that here in Harvest Church? Would you do it here in my heart? Would you do it here in us together? Help us, Father, to be devoted to one another, to the teaching from your word, to your word, to apostolic, receiving apostolic ministry, to fellowship, strong, clear fellowship with one another, to celebrating the risen Christ through the breaking of bread and being in intimate communion with you through prayer. I do pray, Father, that we would all be filled with awe and there'd be such a sense of the goodness of God and the grace of God, the wonder of the glory of God revealed in so many different ways in and through this church. I pray, Father, that we'll see many wonders and miraculous signs done by the whole of this church, not just by apostles, but by the whole of this church. Father, whether they be simple, so-called simple miracles, or really profound, powerful miracles. Lord, they all bring glory and honor to you. We pray, help us to be a people who are expectant of wonders and signs. And we look to see that sort of stuff happening day by day, whether it's finding a pair of glasses, seeing somebody healed, seeing someone set free, seeing the kingdom of God come. I pray we'd be a people who are like that. I pray, Father, we will be together and have things in common, have everything in common, that we would have a depth of love where we support and care for one another, that we share and, uh, where necessary, sell possessions to support and encourage one another, uh, that there would be a real sense of togetherness across this church in unity together, pressing forward, Father. I pray that uh, we will give to every, anyone and everyone as there is need. I pray, Father, help us to gather together daily in lots of different ways, not just on a a Sunday when we're together, but that we'd be 24-7 community, whether that be in life group, uh, meeting together, whether that be in ministry teams, whether that be at the school gate, 
through fellowship uh, online or in other expressions of popping in and out of each other's homes, that we would be a real sense of togetherness, celebrating the goodness of God through breaking bread together, eating together with glad and sincere hearts. I pray to put gladness and thankfulness and sincerity in our hearts, Father God, that we would be focused on celebrating you and your goodness. And in that, Father, that we'd enjoy the favor of people in this town and be able to express something of you to the people of this town in the surrounding area. And that, Father, in so doing, Lord, we would see you adding people to us daily. For our heart's desire is your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, even through us, Father God, as a church. In Jesus' name, for the glory and honour of your name. If you're in agreement, can I encourage you at this point to say amen. 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 Please do it, Lord. Please do it, Lord. Amen. Now you may say, Andrew, you were going to talk about membership. What on earth that got to do with membership? Well, directly nothing, indirectly everything, because it's describing the sort of church, committed fellowship of people we want to be together. And uh, you know, over the last six weeks, I hope we've come to realise that a sense of being joined together is really important. That sense of being members of one body, that that description we find in 1 Corinthians 12, that sense of being joined together, knitted together as the body is put together, a sense of being connected together. And, you know, we do see that membership, that sense of membership, being committed to a local expression of the church is biblical and is important. That's why we've been teaching on it for these last six weeks. Please hear this. It's not about filling in a form. It's not about joining a club. It's a heart commitment. It's about expressing a heart commitment to one another, to a sense of vision, a corporate vision, a sense of corporate values, our vision, our values, and the leadership of this church. And we've tried to put that in a sentence, and uh, it's going to come up hopefully on the screens uh, now if Thomas can do that. Uh, So we want to say this, that membership is about expressing a heart commitment, okay? It's not about filling in forms, it's about a heart commitment. It's, hey, we're here, this is us, this is my church. It's a heart commitment first and foremost to one another, because church is that, it's a body of people. It's not an organisation, it's not a building, it's not a meeting, it's a heart commitment to one another. But within that, It's also a commitment to that sense of vision we have as a church, to values which we've taught on throughout this course, and also to the leadership of this church. You may say, why is the leadership of the church? Because every church needs leaders. It's as simple as that. Every church needs leaders. Leadership is biblical. We've talked about that in week five, I think, if I remember correctly. I would hope for most of us, you can go, hey, you know what? The membership word may be weird, But everything else in there, yeah, I want to express that heart commitment. In fact, you may say, I've been doing that for the last 1, 2, 5, 10, 20, 30, 40, any bids over 40 years I've been part of this church. There's nothing new there, Andrew. I've been part of this church. Flory, how how long have you been part of this church? How long have you been part of this church, Flory? Do you remember? 
Yeah, how long ago was that? 60 years. 60 years. Anybody want to uh, outbid Flory? 60 years? Wow. Fantastic, isn't it? Wonderful. Wow, yeah. I'm not, can I just repeat that before you say any more? Because I'm not sure everybody can hear this. Flory's saying, hey, it was a real sense of God's insistence she needed to become a member. And actually, as part of becoming a member in those days, you became part of a team to clean. <laughs> Is that right? It's a great time of fellowship. Great time of fellowship. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Brilliant. Thank you, Flory. Yo, uh, yeah, let's just celebrate that. 60-odd years being part of this church. Amazing. Flory also just said, you know, as being part of that team to clean, you got to know people and you grew together. Brilliant. It's one of the things we're going to be talking about today, actually. Something John mentioned last week, actually. You know, we, we look for people to serve the church, serve in our church, because actually it's a great place for discipleship and personal growth. Not just because jobs need to be done. It's very easy to get into the jobs need to be done mentality, but it's not about doing jobs. The jobs, but hey, the fellowship together, the transformation together as we rub up against each other and we learn how to really bear with one another in love as it talks about in in, uh, Ephesians 2 and uh, Ephesians 4 and other parts of uh, scriptures, things like that. That's, That's where you really put faith to practice. So you see, for some of us, we may have been part of this church for a very long point in time. You may say, well, what's new? Well, we're just wanting to re-express. For, for those of you who feel you've been part of this church for a long time, this is an opportunity to re-express that heart commitment. It is nothing new in that sense. But within that, we've also wanted to bring a clarification as to what membership is. Why membership is important. What we're looking for is a, a member And so I just want to talk about what heart commitment could look like because I think it's always helpful to talk about expectations. Now, John, I think, did a brilliant job. I haven't actually managed to listen to John's preach because he only went live last night. Um, uh, But I've seen his notes on on unpacking what we expect of members, what our expectations are of members. I just want to quickly summarise those as this, that this heart commitment to God first and then each other is expressed through being part of a life group. You know, being part of a life group, it's just the best setting out. It's the best setting out to work out what it means to love one another. It's not always possible for everyone, and you don't have to be part of a life group, but we'd encourage you to be part of a life group. If you're part of this church, now you may say, well, I can't make midweek meetings. That's fine. The meeting is only a small part of life group. Life groups happen 24-7. It's about sharing and doing life together. It's not just about a meeting for an hour, an hour and a half, two hours, or depending on the life group, three hours on a Tuesday or a Thursday evening. No. It's much, much more than that. It's about doing life together. And so you may say, well, I commute into the city every day and I can't make those things. I don't get back until 8 o'clock at night. That's fine. Find a life group 
where you can say, I want to be part of this community. Understand I'm not going to be there during the midweek evenings, but when you do stuff at weekends, when you send out emails saying, please pray for, I'll, I'll express my commitment in those ways. Let's be part of a life group. It's an expression of our community together. Second thing is we express our commitment through serving together, to being involved in an area of ministry, just as Florrie talked about there. Best place to grow as a disciple is through serving together. The ideal is that every one of us serves in an area of church life. That's an ideal. For some of us, we won't be able to because of our age or our circumstances or because of our, 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 our work pattern or other things, we may not be able to. And that's fine. But when you are able to, please do. Because we know everybody has different seasons in life. You know, Amy and Jonathan, well, they're expecting a baby next day or two or three, depending. Hopefully not now, but you never know. In the next few days, their lives are probably going to be quite busy for a season. They're going to have three children under five. Respect. (laughs) We pray for wisdom, for grace, for humor. And all those parents in this room go, amen. (laughs) And, uh, you know, reality is it may be a bit difficult to serve for both of them to serve in church life for a season. That's absolutely fine. It's not a problem. It doesn't mean they can't be members. Of course they could be members. Because we know the heart commitment is they would if they could. But they can't for a season. Now, I'm not painting them into a corner there. Maybe they can. I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> they make that call. That's absolutely fine. But do you know what? When we surf together, it's a great way to make friendships You may say, well, I'm lonely in this church. I don't know anyone. Join a ministry team. Join an area to serve in the life of this church. You'll get to meet people. You'll get to build friendships. Say, well, nobody's discipling me. Join a ministry team. You'll get trained. You'll get discipled. Just doing life together, serving. You may say, well, I've got no skills. I can't do children's work. I'm I'm very practical. Well, great. Get involved in some of our practical serving teams because we have those too. You may say, oh, well, I just want to pray. Great. Get involved in praying together with other people. The, the, the breadth of opportunity is enormous, as you will see. But get involved and commit to serving one another in love together. Third thing is this. If we're part of this church, what we're saying, if we've got a real heart commitment to this church, is we'll play our part when we gather. We're not just going to be passengers but we'll play our part when we gather. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that we'll all have contributions up front. Some of us will be less upfront people and others of us will be more upfront people. But those of us who are upfront and, are, and have got gifts, I want to encourage us, let's use them. I pray that we will have many more gifts used in our meetings. Whether that be the gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues, and it's lovely when that happens, of prophecy, of words of knowledge, of words of wisdom, of scripture reading, of prayer, 
of all sorts of contributions. You know, scriptures talk about when you come together, everyone has a psalm, hymn, spiritual song, etc. to bring. Hey, let's be in that setting where we say, yeah, this is my church. My heart commitment is I want to contribute. I'm going to contribute. That's part of me being involved in this community. And of course, it's not just on a Sunday. It's in life group. It's in ministry settings. It's in where we serve. It's, it's, it's having that heart attitude which says, hey, I want to give. I want to give as much as I've got. I want to use all the gifts God's given me and I want to grow in them and help others to grow in them. Now, you know, uh, you may go, Andrew, if all of us come and bring a contribution, how are you going to handle that? There's 180 people in this room or whatever it is. How do we do 180 contributions in one Sunday morning? Of course, the reality is we can't. Not everyone in every meeting will do that. But at the moment... Hey, I, I think the challenge is the other way. I don't see a queue. I don't see us struggling to manage this. Give us a problem. <laughs> Create the problem. The hosts, people like Sean and Helen, will be great at sorting them out. And uh, love me, don't you? <laughs> Let's contribute. But you know, it's heart commitment. It's heart commitment. When you play, when we gather, do you play your part? Do you expect to come and play your part? Membership is a heart commitment. It's saying, hey, I'm here to play my part. Now, you may say, well, I'm not an upfront person. That's great. Go and meet people. Go and greet people. Go and build friendships. Go and care for others. Go and pray for others. Serve others. There's something all of us can do. Jafet, where is Jafet? Give us a wave. There you are. Happy birthday, mate. Lovely that on the week of your birthday, where we're celebrating your 50th birthday, we can't find you because you're serving in the car park, helping people to park. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you for what you do. Thank you to all the others on that team who serve us and make sure the car park is managed well and give a lovely, cheery greeting in the morning to people who come into our building, some of whom are coming into our building the first time. You may go, hey, I could do that. Great. Join his team. See, there's opportunities for all of us to serve in different ways. Fourth area, expressing a heart commitment, is this. Give yourself to this church. If you're part of this church, give yourself to this church. In other words, pray for one another. Pray for our mission. Get involved in what we're doing. Get involved in things like, I can't pronounce it, scientific, fantastic, or whatever it is, Mark and Charlie are running, the kids' club happening in a few weeks' time. Get involved in that. Take a week's holiday and get involved in serving on that. Or maybe it's food bank or cap. Or maybe it's the youth or the children. Get involved. Give of our time. If you're giving yourself to this church, if you're saying, yeah, this is my heart, I want to give myself to this church, I'm giving myself to this body, then I'll give of my time, my energy, my material resources. That's money, by the way, and other things. My home, what I have, the possessions God's given me. I'll give them to the kingdom. But I'll also do it to see the kingdom advance wherever I am. This isn't about being church meeting-centric. This is about us seeing God's kingdom come in our places of work, in school, in our home, in our local community, in the road you live in, at the school gate, in the shops we go to. Give yourself to that too. Give yourself to the mission of this church. Our mission, very simply, is we want to see the kingdom of God come. 
That's really what we belong. We want to see the kingdom of God come in Alton and this area around us. Why? To be a big church? No. But to see lots of people that one day we will see again in heaven for the glory and honor of God. Because there aren't enough worshippers yet who are going to be at the throne of God. There's many, many more worshippers yet to be drawn in to know the Father's love, to know the forgiveness of God through the grace and mercy of God, Son, Jesus, dying on the cross. That's the sort of church we want to be. So it's saying, hey, I want to give myself to this church. I want to live out our vision and values together. I want to be play my part. I want to be a people. I want to be part of this people, this kingdom people who are genuine. That we're real people. That when people meet us, they know they've got the real, authentic people. That we're real. We're not a front. That we're generous. We, we celebrate the goodness of God and we're generous. We're generous in our hearts, in our spirit, with our resources. We're generous in our whole character, in who we are. We're generous. We're, we're generous in our attitude when we come across problems or difficult situations. We're quick to forgive. We're generous in that sense. We're thankful. We celebrate God's goodness and love and mercy and we allow thankfulness to stir in our hearts and just bubble out amongst us and we're courageous because God's put courage in our hearts because actually faith is the opposite to fear. That word Aaron had. Faith is the opposite to fear and faith leads us to being courageous. It's not that fear isn't present when we're courageous. It's just choosing to exercise faith rather than letting fear take control. That's what courage is. It's exercising faith rather than letting fear take control. We're courageous. We step out to express the love of God. We're going to talk about those four words much, much more. Uh, Probably the end of this year, early next year, we're going to talk about them a lot. Uh, That's how we want to be as a people. Now you may say, wow, Andrew, that's a long list. But please understand this. Do what you can and grow in the rest. If you say, I can just do that one little bit to begin with, great. As long as the heart commitment's there that I want to be part of this and I'm going to grow in these things and I'm going to let God take me on a journey and my brothers and sisters in this church help me to go on that journey together, that's absolutely fine. Doors wide open. Now the other thing we want to talk about just briefly and, and um, is this. What's our commitment to the church's leaders? What's our commitment as elders? What's our commitment to this church? Well, first and foremost, it's exactly the same as yours. If you're coming part of this church, if you want to be, to be a member of this church, first and foremost, actually, as elders, we're also members of this church. We're no different. We're no different whatsoever. We're making that heart commitment too. So please hear that. This isn't, we're, we're not asking you to do something we're not prepared to do. We're making this heart commitment today. We've already made this heart commitment. But in addition to that, we want to lead the church well. We want you to have expectations of us. We want you to have expectations of us having integrity to the word and to the spirit. That we will preach the word and we will welcome the Holy Spirit and neither at the expense of the other, that we'll make sure there's a balance there. We want to be a people of the Word and the Spirit, that we will lead with courage. Please pray for us for courage, by example, 
as elders. We will set an example. That we won't hold back when we feel God is directing us into new or uncomfortable areas so long as we're convinced God is directing us that way. That's the sort of development of that, that thing. We want, we'll be courageous. You know, we're not going to just sit back. We're not waiting. Forceful men advance the kingdom of God. Forceful men. That's where we're going. We're going to see the kingdom of God come more and more here in Alton in this area. We also are committed to working together as a team who are under authority. Please know that. We're committed to team and we're committed to being in submission to those who are in authority over us. We willingly submit ourselves and make ourselves accountable to Guy and Malcolm who serve this church, who speak into our lives and speak into the life of this church. We are under submission. That's where we find authority. And our other commitment is this, that we will do all we can to equip, to release this church, as in each and every person in this church. And within that, we will also bring godly discipline and protection to this church. We will call out sin where we see sin. Why? Because if it's not called out, it infects and it will go through the body. And we will deal with sin in a godly way. Now, please don't hear what I'm not saying in terms of... You know, we're not talking about having people sort of, right, you, down here now. No, 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 no. That's, that's not godly. We do it with love. But actually, hey, we, we all need help on this. We all need help on this. To call out sin where we see sin. To deal with it. To move on. To bring discipline where necessary but also to protect this church. We, that's what we're here to do as elders. We're here to protect the church from wolves, people who try to come in and steal the sheep. Because you know, as elders, we are under shepherds of the great shepherd Jesus, of his flock, this local church. And so those are the things we would want you to expect of us. That's our additional commitment as elders to this church. So... You may be sitting there saying, well, that's all very well, Andrew. How do I express this heart commitment? If I want to express this heart commitment, how are we actually going to do this? You may say, well, because I already feel I've made that heart commitment years ago. In Flory's case, over 60 years ago. How can I re-express it? Or for some of us, we may be going, how can I express it for the first time? We haven't had a formal membership for a number of years in this church. You may have come into this church and therefore the concept of membership is new. How can I express this? Well, later this week, you will either receive an email or a letter, assuming you're on one of our databases. You'll get a letter if you don't get emails, but everybody else will get emails. And in that email or letter, you'll be invited to fill in a form which at the top says something along the lines of becoming a part of Harvest Church. Now, I appreciate for many of you, you go, I'm already a part of Harvest Church, that's the wrong language. Don't worry about it. 
The form is designed for long-term use for people who are coming into the church long-term. And you may go, well, I already am. That's fine. If you want to, you can delete the word becoming and saying, expressing my heart commitment, or however you want to phrase it. That's absolutely fine. Don't get worried by the words, please. But it's an opportunity for each and every one of us to express I want to be part of this church. I want to commit myself. I want to express my heartfelt commitment to this church. This um, form is not a membership application form. Okay? It doesn't say that. What it says is I want to express my heart commitment to the people, to the vision, to the values, and the leaders of Harvest Church. And that's what it is. It's also an opportunity for us to update our records. Because you know, some people move. I know my records will be out of date at the moment and uh, uh, things like that. Uh, it's got a whole load of questions on the form. There are no right and wrong answers. It's not a test. You don't have to pass it with X percent. There is no pass grade. The pass grade has been paid by Jesus. If you're saved, that's the crucial bit. And that was all by the grace of God. It's not about qualifying. But try and answer as many questions as you can. But if you can't, that's fine. Leave it. Just move on to the next bit. Or just put, sorry, can't. I think, I think on the online version, do you have to put something like, sorry, can't answer. You need to put something in the box in order for it to go on. Is that right, Ben? You have to put, I think you have to put something in every box in order to progress through, don't you? Okay. So yeah, you can always just write, can't answer that question, and then that suffices for the online version, and you can move on. Any problems whatsoever, please come and talk to us as elders. Or go and talk to your life group leader. It doesn't have to be us, us as elders. You may think, oh, don't know whether I want to go and talk to an elder. We are quite nice, honest. But if you don't want to come and talk to us, go and talk to a life group leader. And you know, they've all already seen these forms. They already know what's on them. Go and talk to one of them. There is, by the way, no deadline for filling this in. Because if there was a deadline, then that's not a heartfelt <laughs> expression of commitment. That's a, well, I've got to jump through some hoops. So you can take the next six months to fill this in if you want. That's fine. You can even decide, I don't want to fill this form in. I, I'm not wanting to express my heart commitment to this church. That's fine. You'll get it if you're on a mailing list regardless. You can then make the call. We're not trying to force anything here. By its very nature, this is a process. And processes take time. And each of us will go through this process in a different way, in a different timescale, and that's absolutely fine. If there's any um, confusion or uncertainty that you have about what is our vision or what are our values, maybe you've missed one of the preaches, or you've heard it and you've thought, I don't really understand that, Please come and have a chat with us. If you're making it saying, oh, I want to make a heartfelt commitment to this church and you're not sure you can to our vision or our values or to us as leaders, please come and talk with us. Don't just think, oh, well, therefore I'm not going to. We'd love to have that conversation with you. Please. Please don't just think, oh, I can't. I guess though, some of you may be going, well, what happens if I can't? 
What's the reality? If I can't make this heart commitment, what happens next? Well, first of all, to say the choice is entirely yours. We're not forcing anybody into anything here. For some of us, we may be in particular circumstances where we feel we can't make that commitment in terms of putting it into writing and formally becoming a member, but actually the heart commitment may be there, but for legitimate reasons you aren't able to actually go through this process. Maybe because your, your spouse won't let you, your spouse isn't yet a believer or something like that. Please come and talk to us if that's the case. Don't feel, oh, well, I'm, 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 I'm stuck. We'll work those things through together. That's not a problem. So if you feel there are circumstances which restrict you from being able to do this, but actually the heart commitment, the sense of heart joining is there, please come and talk to us. Whether, you're part, whether you do this or not, you can continue to be part of a life group. Life groups are open to anyone. Okay? Life groups are not closed to just members. And believe it or not, we'll still care for those people who don't want to express their heart commitment to the church through becoming a member of it. We will. So don't worry, it's not like everybody else gets cut off. We're not becoming some sort of exclusive club where, ooh, well, show your membership card at the door, otherwise you're not allowed in. No, no, far from it. We want everyone to come in, and that makes no difference whatsoever in terms of whether you're a member or not, in terms of being able, uh, able to access all that we do. However, please understand, amongst other things, there will be some things which are only for church members. For example, when we gather three, perhaps four times a year for church meetings, these will be for people who are members of the church. They'll also be for people who are looking in on becoming members of the church. So if you're in that process but haven't yet got there, that's fine, you're welcome. But if you're sure you don't want to be a member of this church, those meetings won't be for you. There is a, 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 an app, a, church, a website called Church Suite, which we use, which holds all of uh, people's data and that sort of stuff. Only people who become members, who express their heart's desire as a member, their heart's commitment as a member of the church, will have access to Church Suite. The reason for that is it holds personal information. And we have to be careful how we manage and regulate personal information. And that is one of the uh, ways in which we do that. So uh, you know, only folk who are members of the church will be able to uh, have access to the information on church app. And then the third big area is this. We'll only marry folk in this building who are members of the church. Or at least where one of them is a member of this church. There are numerous reasons behind that. I'm not going to go into now if you've got questions about that. Uh, but marriage will be one of those things in this building which is reserved for people who are members of this church, or at least where one of them is a member of this church, because obviously we do appreciate people maybe marrying folk who are part of other churches as well. Whew. I hope that makes sense. You know, membership's a funny old word, isn't it? It can stir up all sorts of emotions. You know, membership, oh, is that really the right word? You know, aren't you members of a club and you have to pay to be members of a club and you go through a membership process? I remember we used to be members of Christchurch Sailing Club and the, the process of becoming a member of the sailing club was really quite interesting. You put in your form, you had to talk about your uh, experience of sailing, you had to persuade them that you were a capable sailor and all that sort of stuff. Then you got invited to a drinks do. It was very posh where the Commodore and some of the team were there to meet you. 
and uh, to talk with you and informally decide whether uh, you were suitable material to be part of Christ Church Sailing Club. Now, yeah, that's fine. That's their process. That's not our process here. Okay? It's not about qualifying in that sense. And when we use the word membership, we can so often think of that sort of thing, exclusive golf clubs, sailing clubs, or whatever else, or even membership of a gym, or I don't know, the scouts, or I don't know how scouts work, or, or whatever it may well be. Friends, we're talking about a heart commitment here. A heart commitment because God has brought you into this fellowship and you want to say, I want to be part of this fellowship. I want to express my heart's desire, my heart commitment to the people who are part of this church. Please don't let the word membership take you to a place we're not going. The reason we use the word membership is we feel it's the closest word we can find to express what it is to be part of a body. My fingers are members of my hand which are part of my body. We've looked at other words, but we feel membership is the word to use. But yeah, don't get lost on that. What we're talking about is a heart commitment, expressing a heart commitment to one another, to our vision, to our values, and the leadership of this church. Membership may summon up other things in your mind. It may summon up, well, you have to jump through certain hoops, if you remember. Don't you have to do this, and you have to do that, and you have to do the other, you have to... Uh, you have to give so much and uh, whatever, whatever. Yeah, and the elders can tell you what colour to paint your lounge. Believe me, we will not be doing that. <laughs> Sean's laughing because he knows what colour we've just painted our lounge. <laughs> Nobody else will want to choose that. Uh, <laughs> we're not trying to do that, okay? Everybody wants to know what colour our lounge is now, don't you? It's very bright green. Don't allow history to influence a decision today. Don't allow, well, that was the past to say this. Is, uh, to, uh, don't allow the past to come into the present. We're here today. We've just talked about what we see as our commitment to one another. That's what we're looking for. There are no other rules. There isn't a rule book which you get. Now you're a member. You need to do X, Y, and Z. Rule 3.1.4.C says. doesn't exist. Don't worry about things like that. We have told you this full story. If you've listened over the last six weeks, or seven weeks including today, that is the full story. Whatever your reaction is at this moment in time, please hear this. We would love to talk to you if you have any, underlying the word any, concerns, fears, or anything else which is stopping you from wanting to make that decision at this point. Please come and talk to us as elders. Please go and talk to your life group leaders or whoever and have a chat with us if you've got any concerns whatsoever. For those of you who don't know, once, once you've got that email, you're welcome to respond. Once you've responded, we will get in touch with you. Bearing in mind that may take a number of weeks. We're in the summer season and uh, we could have 150 of those land on a desk, I I guess, potentially by the end of the week. So please just take some time. Don't worry if we haven't been in touch for even through until early September. That's absolutely fine. We will be in touch with each person and respond to each each one of those uh, expressions in due course. 
As we were in our time of worship this morning, I felt God gave me a picture. I just want to share it to you. It was of a bit of material. In fact, it was a rug. And it was a beautiful tartan rug. But there was a problem with it. It hadn't been made right. The weave was not tight. And what happened, as the rug was stretched out to catch, so much fell through the weave because it wasn't tight. And then there was another picture of a rug where the weave was really properly made properly knitted together, woven together. And I felt God wanted to say through that to me and to us, it's a season where he's wanting to tighten the weave, that none or nothing will be lost, that we'll be strong together. And as we're strong together, we will fulfill all the purposes that God has for us. And that this is part of that tightening of the weave. And for some of us, it'd be very easy to step into a place of faith rather than fear. Sorry, step into a place of fear rather than faith. Get that the right way round. And I felt Aaron's word this morning was so important for us that God is giving gift of faith. For some, the fear would try to overwhelm us and say, no, I don't want to do that. And God's saying he'll give faith. It's not just in this area of membership by any means, but I felt it applied in this. For others of us, it's an opportunity to grow in faith, to trust one another, to trust God together, and to work things out together. So friends, I'm going to uh, wrap this morning up now. And uh, what I'd like to do is just go back to that passage again in Acts 2.42 and through to 47. I just want to read it again. And as I read it again, I want to say to you, if you want to be part of a church which starts to look like that, going on that sort of journey to see God's kingdom come in all its fullness, you want to make that sort of commitment to one another, then please, when you get the email or the letter from us during this week, please think very long and hard and make that decision that you want to make. But understand that's the sort of church we're wanting to build here. And that's what we're asking you to commit to as you become a member to express a heart commitment to our vision, to our values, to one another, and to the leadership of this church. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods, they gave to one another as he had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And I ask, Father, as we conclude this morning, give us faith. Faith for the journey you're taking us on. Help us to leave those things which have been unhelpful behind. Help us to press forward together, united in heart, committed to one another, to the journey you're calling us on, to our vision, to our values. 
to us as leaders. Father, help us. Even now, I ask in part faith for this journey. Thank you, Father. You're good. Your love endures forever. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Sean, are you going to... Just one final thing. Who moves this, eh? <laughs> um, the ladies down here uh, from Trelords in the wheelchair, 